Hello, I'm India and welcome to the third series of Starter Ripple, the podcast that celebrates moving in nature. This series is sponsored by Island Feather, an amazing brand that creates high quality multi-purpose fitness wear and events. Island Feather's mission is to support you to live a healthy life, discover what makes you happy and create a community of support and care for one another. For me, having just become a mum, their motto, find your freedom, resonates more than ever, and I'm stoked to have them as a sponsor. Okay, it's time to introduce my guest. Claudia Albrecht is the founder of Island Feather, and over the last five years has developed Island Feather into an established sportswear, events and lifestyle brand for women who love the outdoors. Inspired by her love for outdoor sports, natural beauty and helping others through her work for charities and non-government organisations, Claudia has grown the brand out of passion. She has an infectious love for the outdoors and sports such as surfing, wakeboarding and stand-up paddleboarding, which she loves to share with her Island Feather community, not only through the sportswear she sells, but also in person hosting yoga and paddleboarding lessons at festivals and in her hometown of Southsea. Island Feather is a sponsor of this series, so it was wonderful to speak to Claudia about her journey with the brand and how it has evolved over the years, just as her life has done too. Hi Claudia, and welcome to the Start A Ripple podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Very excited about this. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. So, Obviously, we've, I guess, I think we've, we've known each other for a couple of years over the COVID times. I think I reached out to you, didn't I, and discovered Island Feather and how awesome the brand was. And, and uh, yeah, since then, kind of connected for a love of yoga, paddleboarding, water sports, everything, babies <laughs> now as well. Yeah, you did the amazing um, marathon of the canals, didn't you? So Yeah, um, yeah, that was like two years ago now. Um but really, really excited to have you here to tell your story. Um, so let's start from the beginning. If you could tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you came to where you are today. Amazing. So, um, yeah, so I am Claudia. I live on the south coast in South Sea. Um, my kind of work background is um, working in um, charities and working with young people in the criminal justice system. Um, I spent about 12 years working for Action for Children, um, supporting young people really to find their happiness and create new lives for themselves and maybe take a, uh, I don't know, turn over a new leaf and start start afresh. Um, I've always loved the outdoors. A lot of my work at that time was taking kids outdoors and just being at nature and just doing fun activities. Um, yeah, and I guess study-wise, I went to university down in Portsmouth. I studied psychology and criminology and then went later on to study law. Um, my passion has always been about supporting others and um, understanding others and human behaviour and just um, creating a community so that we're here, you know, we're here to support one another. So that's my passions, I guess. Um, Island Feather is a little was a little side hustle that I started I suppose five years ago um, it started well I, I suppose I was working for for children I never intended to set out to start a business um, but at the same time I'm always of the mindset that I'm open to whatever the universe kind of brings for me 
um, and I was ho on holiday in France and um, there was this lovely little market store selling feathers. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but feathers that you kind of attach to your hair. And I was oh, just yeah. like, oh, I'm like a lover of a hair braid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These, um, this store was just amazing. These girls were putting feathers in people's hair and it was just so boho and cute and nice and something I'd never seen before. Um, and at that time when I was on holiday as well, I was reading The Secret. Have you heard The Secret book? Yes, I have. I've, I've listened to it actually, uh, but all about the law of attraction. Yeah. And like, I guess that's kind of how I live my life. It's like kind of what you put out, you kind of get, get back really. Um, anyway, so one thing led to another, these feathers were just beautiful and I was just, yeah, I was like, put a feather in my hair but at the same time I thought hang on let's bring this back to my hometown we've got lots of kind of outdoor festivals and fun kind of markets so I wanted to try and kind of bring sort of the feathers to South Sea so that's how Island Feather started so I was just a little market store putting feathers in people's hair um, and I had great support from the kind of local community here and um, whether it's schools or the university or um just local businesses to promote what I called Island Feather. Um, and the name Island Feather was because of the feathers and South Sea is an island. So I guess that's the start of Island Feather, really. Oh, <laughs> Very wow. different to what it looks like now. Yeah, what a journey it's been on. So yeah, kind of what happened next with Island Feather then after going from a still selling hair braids to a water sports brand? Yeah, so I guess <laughs> what I put out with Island Feather was everything I love. The intention of, of Island Feather was a place that I could have everything I love in one place. Um, so whether it be um, connecting with other um, other people who love the outdoors, connecting with other local businesses, doing fun activities and sports and kind of the product side of it as well. I love sports products. I love jewellery. I love... Um, equipment for water sports so it was like how do I evolve this and it kind of evolved with how I evolved in life and so from the hair feathers I had a really successful first summer just doing festivals and market stores um, I thought I'd toy with the idea of creating jewellery pieces I was always inspired by other brands such as Wanderlust Life Jewellery and I kind of wanted to create some unique little pieces of jewellery that was very like minimalistic because I don't really wear much jewellery and if I do it's like got to be really small rather than like I suppose out there and especially doing lots of sports as well. So um, I created a kind of collection of silver and gold jewellery um, I didn't make it myself I kind of designed it and I sourced kind of manufacturers and it was a really good opportunity to learn the manufacturing process um, importing, um, running a business, behind the scenes, creating a website, doing the marketing. Um, so it was like a little test, I guess, just, a, I guess, a, a side hobby. Um, but that was really fun and good. And it just taught me so much. And um, from there, it gave me the confidence to develop the brand into kind of where I envisioned it going into more of a, like a surf style outdoor brand. Um, and that's when I um, I suppose committed to creating the, the collection of uh, sports clothing um, but the brand itself has very much stayed portraying the same values the same kind of the brand IDs changed you know that over time the logo and um, 
color schemes and everything's changed, but it's very much portraying outdoors, healthy and happy, out on the water, and I guess all my passions in one place. You know, what, what the brand is today has evolved from the customers and what the customers want. So it's about, you know, putting that back to the customers. What do you want? What do you want to see? What do you like? What do you not like? And involving them in every step of the journey. So whether it's new events that we're creating or the, even the products that involves huge kind of customer feedback into color schemes, into style, into branding, how they want their logo placed, like real, yeah, I really engaged with customers because ultimately it was their product. Um, so yeah, community is really key for me. So whether it's the customers or where the brand is today as well is all the individuals and businesses that have supported me to get here. It's, you know, everyone who's been involved has kind of got to this, got Island Forever to this stage. It's not me, um, but ultimately our kind of mission as well is to um, promote to others that you can you can find your happiness you can do those things you want there are going to be hurdles along the way but you know this is an opportunity we've got here isn't it and how do we work together to support each other to get to where we want or what we want to do in life so that's what we're trying to promote with the brand and I, I think I think it really does that I think we whether we're yeah you know doing a sub event um a paddleboarding event or we're doing um some workshops at a festival like it really feels like we're all together and we're doing this um so your, yeah your motto find your freedom is amazing i love it and, and how did you come up with that um i guess so i'm i'm really in tune with my kind of beliefs and values and freedom was something that was always one of my values um, and freedom to me is my happiness and so what that looks like to me is being around people um you know uh, you know being around a community to support one another um being outdoors um you know focusing on my happiness and my health um yeah so my freedom is that and i know everyone's freedom is different or everyone's happiness is different um and island feather for me was a place to find my freedom it's like what is it that i love how can i create a brand and a business that is everything i love in one place and so yeah that's what find my freedom find your freedom is and you know that's our mission is to kind of continue to support others to find theirs too um and that yeah as i say that can look at so different depending on who you are and what you love and what you do but it kind of gives us a platform to support everyone in every walk of life rather than yeah it's not it's not limiting us mm. and uh, and you know i guess it's, it's funny how you've sort of come around full circle because you were saying you started at festivals with the hair feathers and then it sort of developed into clothing brand and stuff and now you're going back round and you create these events and sessions paddleboarding yoga meditation at festivals bringing like-minded people and i'm sure people who have never done this sort of stuff before and you're giving them a chance to experience it do, do, do you get a lot of sort of newbies trying yoga or paddleboarding for the first time at, at the um, festival events that you run yeah, definitely. So all our events and our sessions and yeah, everything we do is aimed at 
the kind of the, the newbie really um it's about getting people to have the confidence to try something new have a lot of fun with it and come away feeling just um you know good about themselves um whether it's a fun activity they enjoyed or they were sharing that with a friend or something a hobby that they then want to take up long term so yeah absolutely all our fest all the festivals that we do and we offer stand-up paddleboard lessons it's predominantly beginners so it's a whole load of fun because introducing people into the sport is yeah i love it yeah and it's something that you've kind of gone on further to do as well right because you've been coaching paddleboarding for the last couple of years now is that right yeah definitely so <laughs> it's funny how things evolve isn't it it's the butterfly <laughs> it's the butterfly effect that's what it's called isn't it yeah, yeah. Where it's just <laughs> and yeah. I, I guess I, I trust the universe and I let things evolve and I have obviously I have a plan I have a strategy but I don't tie myself down to that and I see what the world offers really um but yeah I guess my love for water sports um fueled yeah, Island Feather. But prior to that, when I was 19, 20, 21, I spent time in America um, doing Camp America's teaching water sports. And so best time ever, really. And so I had that experience that I wanted to pick up 10 years later, I guess. Um, so I had the opportunity to teach wakeboarding down in South Sea. And um, yeah, I just progressed that and got my sub instructor. Um, qualification I suppose my entry into stand-up paddleboarding was because I got injured wakeboarding and I couldn't wakeboard and I needed to get out in the water so what was the next best thing and at that time stand-up paddleboarding wasn't really um I think there was one brand that sold the boards and so that's what got me on the water again and the rehab I guess but that's what then fueled my kind of passion to take it further to become an instructor yeah but that's what is so it's what I love about paddleboarding is how accessible it is to so many different people um you know I'm I love surfing I've tried wakeboarding a few times I enjoy it I'm rubbish at it um but it's hard work you know it's hard and like you say if you if you have injury it's not as easy to just you know you have to be very sort of strong and physically able to be do, to do a sport like a light wakeboarding but paddleboarding you can simply just sit on the paddleboard and just be on the water um you know big part of my sub yoga classes is i run like the meditation section at the end and it's just sitting on the water mm -hmm. so uh, that's what i think is amazing about it and it's a great entry level for people into water sports um but amazing that you found it as a way to carry on your love for for the water um, whilst being injured. How how did you how did you cope with that injury? So what what happened? Oh, it was just a silly um, mistake. I was out in Turkey um, on a wakeboard holiday, and on the second day, I thought I'd um, hit an obstacle very hard and fast, thinking I was, I suppose, more robust than I thought I was. <laughs> And I, um, yeah, I, so I broke my collarbone and uh, tore a lot of ligaments in my shoulder and, um, yeah, put myself out for the rest of the holiday and the next couple of years. So, um, to be honest, um, I never, I suppose I never look back and think, oh, that was awful, um, because it kind of led me into different kind of 
parts of my life really um but I'm one probably like you that doesn't like to be sat still so having my arm restrained and not even being able to like brush my teeth because of the arm it was it was just very restrictive <laughs> but as soon as I could um do a bit more kind of mobility and get the um I had some physio um stand-up paddleboarding was kind of a way that I felt that I could do the right exercises and strength training to get my shoulder back to the strength it needed to be mm. and actually I probably more now paddleboard than wakeboarding um might be with age anyway but um as you get older you realize how maybe you're not as strong as they used to be <laughs> how did it feel then how did it feel kind of stepping on that paddleboard for the first time and realizing that you could still access the water via a board sport whilst recovering you know you could still yeah. be out on the open water how did that feel yeah it was amazing and actually my first paddle boarding was in south sea off on the water and i bought the board before i'd even done it <laughs> well that's brave yeah so i yeah i just knew i was like that's going to get me on the water i'm going to get on the water and um that was good I think that was 2012 so a long time ago but 10 years um so it's amazing that i can then so we offer paddleboard lessons in and around south sea down here and it's amazing that i can share that love in my hometown too for others and honestly the the i suppose the buzz and the kind of i suppose experience that the customers get i can see it's the same it's I, I get it i know what i know what that feeling is and it's amazing in portsmouth actually we've had so many people um come on the water who have lived in south sea for so long that haven't been in the water and so a lot of our um sessions is about teaching them about the water and the tides and the conditions and the safety around it and yes paddleboarding is so accessible but there are huge risks around it so it's a really nice way to teach um our community about the water as well yeah yeah absolutely i mean i think this is this is, has been a little bit of a scary thing so being involved in the industry and seeing so many people accessing paddleboarding which is amazing but equally because there's all these bodge brands out there now that are selling cheap cheapo boards people just grabbing them and getting out there and there's been a few horror stories in the last couple of years and it does make you realize you have to be so careful and mindful even on a calm day you don't know what's going on in the water no and so to go out with an instructor like you know you just for your first lesson just to kind of understand what what's happening is is super important and it's you know it's great that you're offering that as well to the communities too so that people aren't just going out blind basically mm. um is there anywhere in the world that you kind of dream of paddleboarding so my one dream is to go to Bora Bora Ooh. so um really random it's just I guess one of those places that you've always dreamed to go mm. um so obviously there's so many I guess places on my list but I guess that's my ultimate dream um why is that it's just the, the white sand and the turquoise waters yeah and, and the you know the yeah the kind of the glass effect of the water that yeah you can see right through to the bottom so um yeah it's just i guess one of my 
dreams to go yeah and no doubt you will make it happen because you've got a, you've got a habit of making your dreams come alive um so i'd love to talk about your a little bit about you as a mum um because obviously a year year just over a year ago you had your lovely son Bodhi yeah. um and you know he comes with you on all your island feather adventures which is so amazing to see but how did you did you paddleboard whilst you were pregnant yes so I continued to paddleboard up until I was about six months pregnant um I continued to do lessons um and yeah I kind of I, I had a I was lucky really I guess those first six months six to nine you know six nine and six to eight months I felt still quite agile and so I continued to sub and deliver lessons and my last session was sup surfing in I think it's the end of October before he was born in the February so um yeah still tried to stay active and um getting out on the water knowing that as soon as he came along I would be a little bit more restricted and my body would have to heal and recover yeah absolutely. I mean I think the hardest part is probably just getting in getting yourself into a wetsuit I imagine <laughs> rather than paddleboarding itself that's what stopped me I suddenly grew up in yeah. a wetsuit and I was like yeah. oh yeah. I don't want to buy another one so yeah I had to um yeah I had to go with the men's <laughs> wetsuit <laughs> probably at about four months yeah <laughs> yeah but you know it, once again like great great that you were out there you know doing it and and now that you've got Bodhi you, you do you keep you keep that adventurous spirit going and he's how's it been so last year you took him to all the festivals and I know you're planning to do it again this year how how was that kind of experiencing it all with him yeah um well it's amazing because I you know planning to have a child was never to restrict me in any way or change my lifestyle and I want to bring him up, showing him the world that, you know, world that as I see it, really. Um, so he, you know, he's a dream. I can't ask for a better kid. Um, he he loves the outdoors. It's like it's his home. Like the minute he was here, it it was like nature was his home. So he loves being outdoors. He's just so happy. Um, and he just loves meeting other people. So um, I guess my biggest sort of yeah I guess the biggest challenge becoming a mum is how do you keep keep doing everything you love and balancing out kind of things for your child as well but I guess the way that I set up Island Feather was that it would evolve with me and he would well if I had children that they would continue to yeah be part of my it's a it's a lifestyle isn't it it's a it's not I don't see Island Feather as my job as a job sense goes it's a you know it's my lifestyle that I've created really so yeah, yeah very it was a, a a big hurdle to overcome of how to get there with a baby and how he would be and camping and all of that but he just adapted and loved it and it was the best experience for him especially whilst on maternity leave mm -hmm. um well, not maternity leave because carry on working, but um, yeah, so he'll be coming again this year. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's brilliant and it's super inspiring to see because I know that obviously since when I sort of found out I was pregnant, it was that whole thing of what automatically my brain went into, oh gosh, what won't I be able to do anymore? And I think it's 
I, I and I quickly switched it over because I decided I didn't want to I wanted to keep being me and I wanted to keep being true to me whilst also kind of being true to my daughter and being a mum but it's about continuing doing what you love but adjusting it a little bit maybe <laughs> so yeah. you know you can't go on a hike for as long maybe or you you know if you if you want to go out for a to go paddleboarding you have to make sure you've got somebody there who can look after the baby on the beach whilst you're taking only 15 minutes out on the water maybe and then you're back and it's it's about adapting but it is it is possible and you show that so so well and it's it's super inspiring to see and, and he is only going to, to grow up to be you know a better person for that um and, and, I, and I actually love I love like watching your little adventures and <laughs> and yeah he's an absolute dream so you should be so proud how did you find the recovery period after having him because this is something I guess it's a bit of a personal question from, from from where I am I'm only three months since having Malou and being a physical person and loving the outdoors and loving just moving running paddleboarding yoga whatever I can do and then suddenly realizing that the recovery is not as quick and it's not as easy how did you find the recovery period and kind of how did you get your body back to doing what you loved pre-pregnancy so I guess um no one prepares you do they so um even if they people tell you stuff you don't really know you kind of don't absorb it do you so the biggest hurdle was just overcoming the your mindset of your expectations and almost living in the moment of this is the now, this is how I feel, this is what's possible and what's not, and being okay with that. Um, I'm not gonna lie, recovery is hard, isn't it? Um, I think the first two to three months was the reality that um, my body just ached all the time. And it felt like you'd been hit by a bus and it, that pain was still there. Um, but at the same time, knowing that's just in the moment and it won't last forever. Um, and I, I think you've got to be quite, um, you probably find it just really kind of mind strong um, to not let it get to you and not think of the what you can't do and the change, but just embracing it and thinking, hang on. And I guess for me, I just stopped for a minute because I don't normally stop as much and just enjoyed those special moments of relaxing and chilling and slowing down the pace really and watching Bodhi develop those you know it's so much changes within a few days with babies and so just just watching every little moment and focusing on that um kind of got me through it um but at the same time I was fortunate um the time of year that Bodhi was born was February and so it's kind of nice time isn't it it's downtime February March April that everyone's still kind of a bit of a recluse from the winter and so you know after about three months we were ready to get out and explore and you just every day you just do a bit more don't you and it's not a all of a sudden one day oh I can do everything it's just every day you notice and it's noticing that you can do a little bit more and um yeah first you know first getting back on the paddleboard was amazing and um also knowing that they're they're not with you on the paddleboard and experiencing that but they're there and actually one day they will be with you and so that's the exciting feeling as well isn't it that oh yeah, yeah. I mean I'm, a, I'm obsessed yeah. with seeing like 
you watch these little kids in in Hawaii who are who are 18 months old and they're on their parents' surfboard and you know I I love watching these little videos that kind of pop up on my Instagram and thinking oh one day that'll be blue and uh, Barney actually bought her a um one of the kind of retro body boards for Christmas oh. I mean she wasn't even three weeks old and oh. he, he opened it <laughs> Oh. when is she going to be able to use this she's like, she will do she soon will. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah three weeks old she had a little body board <laughs> so cute. That's has Bodhi been in the sea yeah um he has but not oh no he has dunked yes because um last summer we went to um we well we had loads of adventures in England but we actually had the opportunity to go to France and so um he yeah, went under without having to have a wetsuit on because it was warmer there. And he um he absolutely loves the water and he loves swimming. And I know I've introduced him into water from a very young age, like uh, two months he was swimming, just um almost three months actually. He was having swimming lessons and he was a water birth. And it might be all of that, or it might just be in his blood really. And so yeah, when He's so funny, whether it's a glass of water on the side and he wants to like dunk himself in it or try and turn on the tap in the kitchen to just splash water around or whether his head's in the dog bowl or <laughs> he just loves water wherever it is. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree then with, with that. Um, so with Iron Feather, what, what does the future look like? Obviously it's evolving with you, um, which is super exciting, but kind of where do you see yourself taking it in the next couple of years? Where do you see the brand going? So for this year, um, we've got loads of exciting festivals where we're offering the paddleboard services, but also offering wellbeing services. So from um, massage therapies to personal development workshops to kind of um yoga mindfulness meditation so we've evolved those service offerings this year for festivals so so excited about that because we've got such a diverse and strong team now that um are you know trained in all these different um areas with years and years of experience so we've been able to offer that to festivals and um yeah i suppose expand our offering to customers um and then continue um in and around south sea we've got stand-up paddleboard lessons and we've got um experiences um such as tours and so continue to expand that and again evolve that with kind of the community um i guess where i wanted to be with island fervor was to broaden our service offering broaden our products and continue to support others to be healthy and happy. So I feel like we're doing that. And I feel like the next two years could just expand to reach more people, I guess. So um, I'm really keen at the end of this year to kind of put more focus on the products. We've um, put that on hold just because um, you can't do everything really. And with COVID and important things like that that we just put that on the back burner so the idea is that we can kind of develop more products um for future years and then develop our experiences um and my hope is to take things further afield um and have more adventures and expeditions and excursions really oh it's super super exciting and like no doubt that will definitely 
definitely happen. Um, my final question to you, which is a question I ask everybody, and I nearly forgot, um, is looking back at the ripples you've made in your life, what are the biggest lessons you've learned for keeping your mind and body healthy? So biggest lesson of where I'm at in my life is time is more important than anything. So time with loved ones over money, work, possessions, yeah, that. And I guess as you evolve through life, you your values, your kind of beliefs, they kind of change, but I'm kind of quite clear with who I am. Got nothing to hide, nothing to prove. And so remembering who I am and my values and aligning it with that, with all my decision-making, whether it's work or home life or social, just, yeah aligning with your values and are you still representing everything that you believe in um yeah and so yeah health health is most important isn't it you know give yourself time give yourself the time of life really isn't it you know keep yourself healthy because you want to be here for as long as long as we can really um, yeah absolutely yeah. I couldn't agree more and I think that's often we think that you know value is in everything that's monetary but it's not at all and there's so much more that in life that holds value and in keeping that in the forefront is super important so if anyone wanted to kind of follow the brand or, or find you and island feather how's the best place to do that so head over to our website which is islandfeather.com um we're on instagram um as just island feather um yeah I think those are the two main places. Well, thanks so much uh, for chatting to me today. And uh, really, really excited to see where Island Feather goes in the next few years. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Start a Ripple podcast. If you like what you heard, then please do write a review. It helps other like-minded souls find this podcast too. If you want to get in touch, then the best way to speak to me is probably via Instagram. And my handle is at with underscore India. All right, take care and speak to you soon.